Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, fat dudes, ugly chicks. It's Rump Chat, episode forty-nine. Is it Jr. or is it? Uh, yeah, forty-nine. Fifty yet? All I know no. is we're over three hundred thousand downloads due to you, dumb bastards. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, keep listening, keep downloading. It's um, the Rump Chat deal has been just outstanding, and. Uh, got a lot of good feedback on our last couple chats. I've been trying to get some, um, different chatters on that I hope will, will eventually come on the show. Um, the one I really want to get when, you know, I was listening to the Reno roster one the other day and yeah. we have got to get back Chancey Williams. Um, yeah, he was one of our NFR ones that bad audio audio. Yep. I know. Yeah. That dude is absolutely outstanding and righteous and kicks ass. And his new music video to uh, Fastest Gun in Town, mm-hmm. um, they played that at Rapid City for the uh, on the big screens before the Bronk match. And you talk about a badass country music video. Like, in a world where there's so many douches in country music, it's just cool to see a dude like Chancey Williams that kicks ass and doesn't look like a douche and <laughs> has awesome songs. You know what I'm saying? And, and a hot fiddle player. Yeah. That and number a super on your- hot guitarist. <laughs> yeah, and Ray Tom. And got Ray Tom. And Ray Tom, the, the most out of control uh, merch man ever. Super hot merch guy. <laughs> super hot beard. Ray Tom um, Myers. I've got stories but, about uh, Ray Tom, but we can't tell them. Yeah, we're going to wait for that, but I'd like to get Chansey on. And, and um, Okay, so I haven't even told you this yet. Oh, thanks. You, you know good, who show, good show prep. No, no, but you know who I'd really like to have on that I want to pull some strings to get? And I don't know if it would ever happen, but I really want to get Garth Brooks on here so he could tell the story about when I tore his gate off with the semi. Oh, I think he'd do it. I don't think he's got much going on. He's not <laughs> well, playing any shows. I think, I, I'm serious. You know, I did that. I tore. I, off I know. You Garth were. Brooks what were you doing? What were you? You were. I was going to his house to get. Okay, so <laughs> when I was working for Maury Tate, everybody knows Maury. Uh, everybody knows Maury, and Maury That's and Murray, Garth, as Benny Murray. calls him, <laughs> Murray. Yeah. Maury and Garth are like buddies, like big buddies, because you remember all the stupid ass shirts that Garth Mo wore Betta. back today. Yeah, Mo Betta shirts. All Mo Betta shirts. Yeah. And at the time, they were cool, you know. And uh, you know, today they're anyhow. Um, they are still cool. And it's Maury's listening because I want him to help me on this. But so, anyhow, I was going to uh, Maury to Garth's house to get a load of hay, and so Garth's. Ex-father-in-law, John Mall, okay, ex-father-in-law, still lives on the place. So uh, Garth's first wife, Sandy, lived at like on the back 80 acres, and then him and Trisha Yearwood live on the front 80. How? And that John, is so weird. It is weird. And then John, the ex-father-in-law, lives in the middle, and he runs Garth's farm, right? And so he, uh, Maury gave me John's number, and he's like, well, when you get there, you know, um, just call call John and he'll he'll meet you at the gate. So where Garth lived at the time, I don't know if he still lives or not, was 
uh, outside of Owasa, Oklahoma. And it was like off of a black top road by the big blue, uh, blue church. And so I go there and I've got on one of those black and white Garth Brooks shirts, like <laughs> the like, checkered ones. <laughs> yeah. Cause anybody that, if you ever hung out around Apache, Oklahoma, when they had Mo Betta, the, like the Western store in town. So when I work for more, I just steal shit like nonstop. And so I got on a black hat, black stranglers, and a black and white checkered shirt. Yes. Because I was like, man, I'm going to meet Garth Brooks. This will be pretty cool. So when I go to turn into his place, John comes out and he hits the deal. So the gates, it's like these two huge metal gates. But there's they they come open on a timer. They don't swing open. They're the kind that slide to the side open. But they're set for a timer for a car. So as soon as they open, they go back close. And I had on a 52-foot drop deck on a piece of shit 93 Peterbilt. <laughs> Is this the one that, uh, that, the that, lost, that, that lost its brakes going down the hill and you had to take the uh, the uh, yeah. <laughs> runaway truck exit? Yeah, that was the strawberry love bucket. And <laughs> so I go to pull in and I'm watching my left side and I'm trying to look cool. You know, I got the seat. You know, down to the floor. I got naked lady. Oh, bull holler, bull holler. Yeah, I got a deal on the the side that looked like a caterpillar sticker, but it said cattle puller. <laughs> you know, shit like that. And I go to pull in, and I see the gate on my driver's side start to shut. I'm like, oh balls! So there I am. I start throwing clubs. You know, get a little speed built up. I'm just about through the gates when I catch one of those pipes for hauling round bills <laughs> caught that gate and ripped the whole thing off the whole gate. Oh, and it was probably this one that, like, that slid back alongside of itself. Like it's yeah. expensive. Yeah. And this thing's like 15 foot tall in metal and it ripped <laughs> off and landed. I'm like, Oh balls. So I get out in my Garth Brooks shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> And John's like, oh, shit, you didn't make it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> uh, your gate was shutting too fast. So I'm like, see this guy pull up on a Polaris Ranger? Like, he's coming from a ways away. I'm like, uh-oh. And sure oh, enough, no. here comes Garth Brooks. And he's not just super happy um, <laughs> about his huge gate stuck to the side well he wasn't happy that i ripped it off but he also wasn't really happy he we had to get some tools to get the gate from in between the pipe and the trailer because i was dragging the gate <laughs> down his driveway and uh oh, God. So he's like hey how are you man you got my gate huh i'm like yeah yeah uh justin rumford big fan how are you and uh he helped me get the gate big undone and i went and loaded hay and that was the last time that i went to uh garth brooks's house or the Actually, the only time I ever talked to Garth Brooks, but uh, <laughs> but I really, you know, I would love to have Garth on because you know I'm a rocker and I'm not much into country music, but yeah, but it's Garth. Garth. Is, it's Garth. Garth Brooks is from Oklahoma, yeah. So that that's cool. For two, went to Oklahoma like, State. Yeah, he went to O State, and he, I mean, he's just kind of a cool some bitch. Like he's kind of crazy. Like his concerts, I've never been to one, but I seen like videos of him. And this dude was like jumping up and down and and lighting fireworks and swinging from ropes. Like he's kind of got a rock and roll. Well, stage that's why show. he's yeah he's he's uh one entertainer of the year like thirty eight times. I mean, 
He's a he's it, a good entertainer and a good dude. And he because he didn't char- did he charge you for the gate? No, no, I told him to charge Maury, um, but I don't know <laughs> if it's anything like anything else. They send Maury a bill and he just don't pay it. Um, but <laughs> well, they got you back for that spaghetti dinner, so yeah. But so anyhow, I, you know, I would love to have Garth on because like he's, I don't know, like he's got some he's Garth Brooks songs that I like. Um, Baton Rouge. That That's every every trucker loves Baton Rouge. No, I don't like Baton Rouge. I like I went to work for her. That's which is a song about boning an old chick. See, Whitney never knew that. She never knew that. And I'm like, you know what this song means because she's singing it. And I'm like, you know, this is about like a young kid boning an old broad, right? You know, an old lonely lady who lives on the farm. She's she like, no, it's not. not. I'm like, listen to the words. And after she's like, "Oh my God, we used to sing this when we were kids." <laughs> and then I watched her hands of of leather. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sorry we're not lace. Pl- playing it right now, but I uh, <laughs> we're just recording straight into the Zoom. I don't have my computer cable. I have rarely held another when I didn't see her face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dirty. It it's filthy dirty. And, yeah, and then talking about like. Uh, that's a summer, uh, I never learned so much. No, okay, hold on. This is how it goes. Then I washed your hands of, of leather, turned to velvet with a touch. There's never been another summer when I've ever learned so much. So you know that in the song, the dude is hitting with this old lady once, maybe twice a week. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Know? Right there on the haystack. She had a need to feel the thunder to chase the lightning from the sky, <laughs> to feel the storm with all its wonder. Raging in the lover's eye. I told that to Whitney one time. That is sexual. Do you have the right? You have the. <laughs> you have the uh, need to feel the thunder. <laughs> and she looked at me and she laughed. <laughs> uh, you know that is. I actually, challenge that to all dudes out there. Go home and tell your your wife or your girlfriend or your weekender or whatever. Say you have the need to feel the thunder chase the lightning from the sky you know but any of us married people our wives are gonna go shut the hell up yeah. <laughs> my wife's gonna go get off me <laughs> oh, right my now, gus is sleeping at the end of the bed and because <laughs> we're in our guest house in san angelo right now because we're doing <laughs> updates to the house and so there's three of us in a house uh guest house which is a cool little place um you know, it's always good to buy things from divorced people. <laughs> so what they did was this couple, the guy got kicked out and uh, he finished the detached garage. Uh, he finished it out into a nice little apartment. And so that's where we're at right now. Uh, it was a mother-in-law suite and then they got separated and it became the ex-husband suite. So anyway. It's like John Ball. Yeah, exactly. Would you uh, say when you're, would you say when you are in the uh, the guest suite that you're standing outside the fire? Oh, totally outside the. F- There's no fire going on there. Well, one because it's been a house of COVID. Um, yeah, why don't you tell everybody what your pussy ass immune system let happen? I got the damn COVID, as Vince would say. <laughs> <laughs> I got the COVID. Um, yeah. It got got it somewhere. I don't know where. Anyway, don't I matter. I think I know where. It don't matter where. You get it. Anyway, yeah. so uh, it was a couple weeks ago, and I am I got home, 
I was in San Angelo, and then I went home, and Gus was kind of stuffy. When I got there, it was like a Tuesday night, and um, I woke up Wednesday morning kind of stuffy, and I'm like, oh, I just got what, you know, he gave me a little sign of steel or something, so couple days of that and then I woke up that Friday morning and I grabbed a handful of Gus's cereal which is Fruit Loops and could not taste it and I knew that's the number one rut row yeah you got it (coughs) don't worry that wasn't wasn't a Corvid cough (laughs) so I go I get tested I get the swab up the nose damn sure yep 15 minutes later yep you got it so Great. Um, and then, you know, you got to call, call my boss down here and, hey, uh, I'm not going to be in work next week. Of course, she's like, shut up. You do hard too. And well, you know, no, I really got it. So anyway, but it wasn't bad. The The quarantine's the worst part about it. Um, and not being able to taste or smell anything, that I that was that sucked. And it's still slowly coming back. I mean, I can taste things. It's just... One of those things that kind of resonates. It takes a couple of weeks, I guess. Um, and then I would get achy in my lower back. Uh, a lot of people get those muscle aches. So it's basically you're just like having the flu. You're achy. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I never coughed. I never had uh, trouble breathing. Um, I was, like I said, I was a little stuffy there for a few days, but I got a Z pack and some hydrochloroquine, as, as Trump would call it, quin. Hydrochloroquine. Um, mm. Anyway, they gave me some of that, and so I've I've been fine. You know, it just uh, and fatigued. You do get fatigued easily. So, like I said, it's just kind of like the some of the symptoms with a <clears throat> uh, cold or maybe a flu. But I, you know, uh, well, had, that's had the thing. I, had the screaming memes for a couple of days, but that's because the Z pack. Those do that. What's too. that? What's a scream? The screaming memes or the di- the diarrheas. Oh, gross! Yeah. The screaming memes. As Uncle Tommy called it, the squirts. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I had had the Corvid. um, Damn it. So, but anyway, back to work. It's all good. Well, you know, a lot of rodeo, I know we don't like to talk about this stupid, stupid virus, but a lot, there's been a lot of rodeo guys that have got it lately and, you know, got, got through it pretty fast and. You know, it's, I, I understand it's a thing, but son of a gun. Like, it's, it's, uh, you, you, you can't know, I'm, I, I'm glad virus. I got it now. I mean, I didn't have any events. I didn't, what? uh, um, you know, because, I mean, obviously it's not going to go away right away, right? So this is going to resonate and it may carry through. You know, I'm glad I didn't get it during the NFR, which we'll talk about big day with that. Um, or Huge. next winter or during San Angelo, God forbid. You know what I mean? Where I'm having I can't go anywhere. I can't be around people if I've got it. But by then we're gonna have a uh vaccine. Whether you wanna take it or not, people, the world has to have a damn vaccine. So you don't I don't want to hear about well, I ain't taking it. Well, good for you. That's your choice. Just like a flu vaccine. But just like the flu, we all operate around it and work around the flu. Not everybody takes the flu vaccine. I do. I have for the past five years, and thank God it's been pretty good. I don't care if it's fifty-one percent effective or not. I just take it. Um, that's up to it's a personal opinion, uh, personal choice. But 
if without a vaccine, we're not going to get back to normal. And I, that's just the way it is. What was worse when you got um, chlamydia or when you got COVID? Which was worse for you? <laughs> <laughs> you remember uh, on that? I don't know. I got it from your wife. Ask her. Oh, no, you didn't. I hope not. <laughs> Do you remember uh, one of the greatest movies ever? The Ladies Man with Leon Phil. Oh, God, yes. When he's talking <laughs> about chlamydia, but chlamydia is a soup. That's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. And then afterwards, they're like, you can't tell people that clam chowder is a venereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about the COVID. I just, you know, every time stuff's hard in my life, I just try to joke through it, whether that be weddings, uh, deaths, um, viruses, pandemics. The funniest thing, though, about the whole pandemic thing is so my kids started back to to school. And, uh, so there's a big track around the, uh, the playground. So when you first drop your kid off at school, they, they go and they walk the track until the first bell, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, the kids are only supposed to wear masks when they're all together. Right. And so in their classrooms, they can take off the mask and this and that, but when they're all together, they're supposed to be wearing masks. So I'm driving and waiting in line to drop the kids off. And there's hundreds of kids walking around. And like this one little kid, his name is Marshall. He's just cute as a bug and he's got his mask. He's trying to put it on like it's a pair of underwear. Another kid is shooting his like a, like a slingshot. And the other one's wearing his like a hat. <laughs> so I told Bandy, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about those, you know, but it's here. And, and uh, that's yep. the, uh, one of the reasons that the uh, NFR which it, the NFR moving is kind of like me keeping a secret. Like everybody knew it was like the, the people said, Hey, I got a secret. Don't tell anybody. And then they told like, everybody knew it was moving to Texas. Don't well, you it's, think? it's like telling you a secret. Yeah. Cause when you told me, okay, for all our room chat listeners, Hambo told me the other day, he's like, don't say anything, but I've got COVID. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Which so, is my fault because I know you're the world's worst secret keeper. I so I only told like probably thirteen, maybe twenty five people. You but probably I, texted that many people before we got off the phone because you're a dumb. I told shit. everybody don't say anything because it's a secret. But Hambone's got the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so, such a douche. But yes, I, um, huge that. announcement that everybody already knew the answer to. Um, except the idiots who still thought it was going to be at the lazy E. <laughs> um, I wanted it to be at the lazy E. Why? I'm sorry. That, that, that building is great for certain things, but it could never hold the freaking NFR. What's it seat? 3000? 7,200. Okay. So half, but here's the deal. I'd so rather half have that be, because I'd rather fit- have it be packed. Okay. Because it's going to Globe Life Arena, correct? Correct. And that that they're only taking 15,000... 17. 17,000 seats, right? Correct. I just think it'd be better if it's lazy where you could kick their ass because... you know how empty that's going to look with only 17,000 seats? No, it will. It definitely will. Um, how, how, many, how many does that seat like? A lot? Uh, it's, uh, I think, God, 48, I think. I don't know. I'd have to look, but 
Okay, first off, yeah, but who cares? Really, you'd rather have three thirty five hundred people in there, thirty five hundred people in the Lazy E in Guthrie, frickin' Oklahoma, with hardly any, not enough hotels and zero nightlife. Where are you gonna have yep. the Cowboy Christmas? Um, where are you gonna have the have- after shows? We're gonna have the after parties. When well, you, I've been wondering about gonna, that. Where's where is it gonna happen in Texas? It's okay. You got the stockyards. How far is that from Arlington? Oh, I don't. Fifteen twenty minutes. I mean, is that it? Yeah, it's not gonna. Arlington's right in the middle of Dallas and Fort Worth. It's it's not gonna take. It maybe take a little bit longer than twenty minutes, but uh, not. It's not that far. Trust me. It's not any farther than it does during after the rodeo to get out to the South Point, which can take you eighteen hours depending on traffic, or to the to the you know to the uh, Orleans or anywhere like that. I mean, you've got way more options. How are you even arguing with me? This just shows you how stupid I, you are to argue that it no, would I'm, be better in arguing. Guthrie, Oklahoma, than Fort that Worth. That was just my per. I thought it well. Arlington. Plus, Guthrie's only an hour away from my house. Oh. God, <laughs> I just thought it'd be cool. Like the lazy E's got, it's a beautiful setup. It's got a room for everything. You You're know, an idiot. I mean, You're an idiot. Just like the guy who wrote lazy E basically saved rodeo this year. I want to slap love, that guy. I love the lazy E. And he works for the opinion. Oklahoman. Oklahoman. Is that right? The Oklahoman. Oklahoman. The Oklahoma. Yeah. But I'm just saying I, I would have hated it there. I, I yeah, I would have. It would have sucked. I it personally thought it sucked. I thought it might be kind of cool too if it was in uh if if it was in Oklahoma City. If it was going to be in Oklahoma City, it was going to be at the um, where the basketball team plays. It was not going to be at the fairgrounds. Well, that sucks because it would have been awesome at the fairgrounds. It was not going to be in the fairgrounds. Back to its roots. It was not going to be there. It was going to be at the newer building. That, yeah. that was that's that's what they were talking about. It was it was it was that building, uh, Fort Worth Dickies Arena, San Antonio Globe Life Park. Well, I'm just glad we're having it. How about that? Can we agree? We can agree on. We that. can agree on that. Yes. It's it's good to be having it somewhere, and I mean, think about think about all the guys that are going to be first timers. Can you imagine your your first time to go to the NFR and it's damn near canceled. Well, it's Oops, gold buckle. Cracking your beer ski, eh, bud? Yeah, having a little gold buckle, eh, bud? Um, yeah, I'm definitely glad we're having it. Obviously, everybody's glad we're having it. And it's uh, it's going to be different, you know, but it's – I told I text this to our, our good friend Bo Gardner with Las Vegas Events. You know um, – it's really tough because the NFR was a quarter of my family's of, of my year word. So of my earnings. And so it's, it's hard because the junior world finals, they're going to have it somewhere, but whether, you know, it's not going to, they're going to need sound. They're going to need this. It's just, you know, the, the cowboy corral that I always, um, I stage manage that. And, you know, are they, they're not going to have that. I don't think it's, it's, you know, because it's not going to be in the same. It's just, it's, it's all different. Where, what, what's all going to go on? There's so much 85 days from today. This is Monday or not Monday. Jesus. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday the ninth. Sorry. 
Wednesday the 9th of September, 85 days from today, they're having the NFR. So, you know, Cowboy Christmas um, is at the Fort Worth uh, Convention Center. Um, Junior World Finals, there's a couple different, I'm not going to say, but there's a couple different areas. Tell me, I won't have it. Tell me, text me, I won't tell no one. I bet you won't. <laughs> um, so it's just, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult, uh, for those. And I, I, my heart, my, my, my whole heart goes out to Las Vegas events and that crew. Oh, that this is their year. You know, I mean, yes, they do other events and they do a lot of other events, but this is obviously the NFR is their big main event and this is it's got to be hard it's hard for vegas um i feel for all all those out in vegas because anybody who's ever been in the nfr everybody loves from taxi drivers to shared ride uh drivers to dealers bartenders everybody loves when the rodeo comes to town because one 99 of the people are super nice because they're western lifestyle people and we're just nice people two well it is good it, it's good i mean people are in vegas it brings people at a slow time um you know it's it's these they vegas is gonna miss it and and we're gonna miss it and i just my heart goes out to oh LBE. one one in three people in las vegas are unemployed right now yeah. And that's and that was the main I think that I think that was a lot of it was how can you say we're going to give 10 million dollars to Cowboys um y'all are you know but we're not going to give any of it to all the people that you know they can't they can't do that you know to the all the people out of work you know oh, it's, it just uh, I think that was more to do with it than than everything not being wide open but I don't. That's just a personal opinion. That is nothing. Well, that is not plus fact these, by any means. These these casinos, and this is a fact that you know most of the casino revenue. Uh, and I'm not for sure the exact number, but I think it's like seventy percent of all casino revenue comes directly from slot machines. And with so many of these slot machines shut down due to social distancing, it's mm-hmm. killing the casinos, and the casinos are the ones that are putting up the money. Yeah, and. Hotel so room like tax, uh, all our, that. Our good, from working for Boyd Gaming, as me and you both have, we've met so many great people, and, and they've had to let so many people go. It's It's been crazy, but I'm, I'm so hopefully optimistic that the NFR goes good in Texas, but I'm going to miss so much about the NFR in Vegas. And so not just from a financial standpoint, from just like how much fun – Vegas always was like, can you remember like when you first got in the rodeo business, not, not really as a kid coming out and going to it, but can you remember like the first time that, that you like, not at the South point. Cause back in the day when everybody gold was always at the gold coast, coast. I do, I, think I do remember the first rodeo, time I went. all of our rodeo fan listeners on here that are probably close to our age can tell you. A awesome because when the Gold Coast, that was the only place to go. Before there was the after parties, and you know, the buckle presentation was at the Gold Coast, and they opened up that whole room. You remember that? And they had like just horse tanks filled with beer. And that whole middle part by like where Ping Ping Pong mm-hmm. was. 
That's where that it was. was. All, that was the old showroom. Is where ping ping pong is right now. Yeah, and you it was. It was. Uh, I remember going there. Oh, my first time was like two thousand and one, maybe two thousand two, somewhere around in there. No, it wasn't oh one. It wasn't oh one. I was a senior in high school then. Uh, it was oh two, oh two or oh three, and um, it was. It we stayed at the Gold Coast. Steve Fexer got us a room. At Uncle the Gold Stevie. Coast, Uncle Stevie, and uh, it was just, it was, I, I mean, I remember that was the first time, uh, I, I mean, I, I talked to freaking Ty Murray, standing around, uh, and Don Kish, the the, oh. the really sweetheart guy, Don Kish. Yeah, just a nice, just all a super, person. super nice guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Anyway, but timer, you know, he's just standing there drinking a beer in the Gold Coast, just walk up and he started talking to Don and then, you know, and it was actually one of the, uh it, he was Ty was pretty nice at that time. I don't know him, but um obviously So but, why um, you say nice at that time? Is he not nice now? I don't know. A lot of people say he's bad things. No, I don't know. He just was <laughs> he was super nice and he didn't I'm just saying he didn't have to be. You know, I was yeah. just a I was just a, a, just a kid from Sydney, Iowa, you know, and I just and he talked to me like I was somebody, which was which was nice of him. But um, I didn't mean it anything negative towards him. But uh, that's before I, he was with Jewel, though, right? Yes, yes. I I partied with uh, Ty later on, and uh, we have already told those uh, when I talked to Jewel, she was pretty much into me. But um, who will save your soul after the lies that you've told, Tambone? <laughs> Get it? See what I just did there? Got me. But anyway, the Gold Coast. And remember that bar that used to be there? It's not there anymore. But there was a bar, and I don't know, Rump. It was what a hundred foot long, maybe something like that. And oh yeah, and it was just. And then there was tables on the other side of uh, behind it. So there was just about a ten foot walkway, a hundred foot long, and it would just be wall to wall people. And you know, the, I kind of, I kind of miss that. I I miss Yeah, there was I no the, yeah, the there was no days. MGM Grand that they didn't they weren't doing a bunch of stuff. There wasn't stuff at the Mirage. There was no South Point. Um it was basically it was the hub, the little old dinky Gold Coast, which I love. Still go bowling there uh at the Bob Tallman tournament. Um I I get to go visit um and then, uh, of course, you got to go to Ping Ping Pong at least once during the NFL. Yeah. So or there's going to be a lot of little things that people are going to miss. In Vegas, I mean, things being open 24 hours a day. I mean, now it's going to be, oh, let's, instead of going to, you know, <laughs> let's go get a, a $4 steak. It's now it's going to be, oh, let's go run by Whataburger on the way back to the, you know, uh, on the way back to the Fairfield Inn. It's just going to be that- weird. That is going to be, you know, that is going to be one good thing. It, there is Whataburgers in Texas, so. But, yeah, I mean. I, and, I, actually, I there's that, In-N-Out Burgers in Fort Worth now. There's two. Anyway, that's go ahead. awesome. Go ahead. I, but I remember back when I, before I was 21, um, like, I always had people to buy me beer. And I went to the Gold Coast, and TJ Corco bought me beer all night long. And I was, like, 20. And I was like, dude, this is Gold Coast is the best place ever. Then when uh, the South Point started happening, my first year to go out there for the convention was 2011. Then I thought the South Point was pretty awesome because all the people, like, 
it was like a family reunion for the convention. That's back when I liked the convention. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you were excited but, about it? Yeah, but like everybody was there and, and still like, if you go to the South Point now in Vegas, this is what's going to be hard. Because is there going to be a bar to hang out with? Think about like the South Point. Like you can't even walk. I went through the, the South Point with Bob Tallman. And it took like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's like walking through with Elvis. Yeah. There. yeah, you can't go by that bar. Yeah, that bar is a trap. And if you want to get out of there, you got to duck around it. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I hope there's like, is there going to be a host bar or like a... I, I don't know. I, mean, I know it's early, but think it's, about it. Like, is there going to be a convention? There's, there, uh, that was one of the questions in the questionnaire, and we can talk about this until we're blue in the face, and who knows? It'll all come out. Uh, there, You know, that was one of the questions in that questionnaire the PRCA sent out, and... Uh, if they like to, you know, still have the convention, I guess. And I, I have a, I have a hard time thinking there's even going to be year awards, year end awards. Well, I really you don't know, think there should, there shouldn't be. I, I don't think there should be. Because a lot of people didn't get the chance to work. A lot yeah, how of can, people didn't get a how chance can you to have, work. How can you have like large outdoor rodeo of the year without a Pendleton, Oregon or a Cheyenne, Wyoming? Exactly. You know? How can you have large indoor rodeo of the year when Houston didn't get to finish? You know. Yep. No, you're exactly right. It's how can you have bucking horse of the year? My brother-in-law Tim Bridwell, Bridwell Pro Rodeos, Red Bluff, California. <laughs> they they didn't get to buck their stock at all. So how can you have bucking horse of the year? I mean, it's just I I I think we just skip the awards for a year and just really try to have some fun and have a good finals. Yeah, know? and the PRCA should save that money. They really should. They they the uh, PRCA's done stepped up in a lot of ways and helped rodeos go on um and have have floated some money to some rodeos that 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 have that have taken the plunge to go on. So I personally ought to think I think that they they should not have uh awards banquet. You know, have a back number ceremony, have a party, welcome party and all that stuff. That'd be cool. Um, I'm sure that'll come up with the host hotel. I'm sure they're going to work all that out. Something that's got a huge ballroom, something. There's a ton of hotels right there in, in Arlington around there because obviously you have, you know, um, uh, Texas Cow- Rangers, yeah, Ranger Stadium, uh, you know, Cowboy Stadium, Six Flags, all that's right there. Um, and then Dallas, you know, I don't know why I – Ugh, you don't want to go to Dallas. Um, Why not? What's the difference between Dallas and Fort Worth? Not being Dallas is just a city, and I don't know. It's just Fort Worth is just so much better than Dallas. It's just so which, much better. It's just which, down. It, you've got here. Okay, Fort Worth. You've got obviously the stockyards, which is historic. It's cool. They're doing a lot of they. I mean, they've they've construction down there and so much new stuff, and it's really awesome. In my wife's store, the Maverick Prime Western Wear, where you can get all your Christmas shopping done at one spot. Um, hey. <laughs> you know, um, and then you've got downtown, which has got badass places, you know, uh, like a piano bar, um, uh, like an ad, this, uh, God, what's it called? You know, it's like an 80s club theme where they play all oh, this I would 80s. love that. Oh, dude. We, that's where we ought to do our watch party is there. But anyway, it's a cool club. More, more kind of um, nightlife type stuff as far as uh clubs um um you know there's del frisco's ruth chris all that downtown they you know that's all kind of downtown um and then you have west seventh 
district, which is just full of bars and restaurants. Which uh, one did I get drugged at at your wedding? That was in West Seventh. Yeah, you um, we that like Fred's Texas. You got to go to Fred's Texas and have a burger. And there's always somebody playing the guitar um, on stage. You know, uh, there's there's uh, but you did not get drugged. You drank excessively, and you were blaming I, on getting drugged. You remember the way you took you all to your clothes off and laid next to JD Feller. Mm, there's no way to know. No, I've got um, a picture of it. Yeah, well, that was photoshopped. <laughs> Anyhow, but you know, you know the here's another NFR throwback from back in the day. Do you remember that bar in Vegas that everybody used to hang out? The beach. The beach. I never ever got to go there. I went. It to closed the beach down right after I started going. I went to the beach when I was 20 years old. I had a fake ID from Brady Waite, and the beach. Like I got so many fun party memories from Vegas. Like I and the thing is, like I know that the rodeo is going to be good wherever it is, but Vegas is special to me in so many ways. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know. It's just it's going to be hard to just. I don't know. I can't even make any sense. Help me out here, Dan. You know I. I text, like I said, I text to Bo Gardner and I said, it's like, um, I told him Bo works for Las Vegas events. I said, talking about Vegas, uh, NFR in Texas is like, I feel like I'm cheating on my wife. You know, it's just, it feels weird and like you shouldn't be doing it, you know? Yeah. And, and he, you know, obviously he appreciated that, but it was, um, it's going to be a lot different opportunities. Um, I was talking with uh, our friend Jessica Whaler with Cinch today, and it's like there's going to be so much ram jamming going on in the next few months, all for one year, and then mm-hmm. we're we're going back to Vegas. I'm it, I am a true one hundred and ten percent believer that the NFR belongs in Vegas. Vegas, yeah. Vegas. Yes, obviously the rodeo is a big attraction. Yes, obviously, duh. That's why we're all doing this. But Vegas is a pretty big attraction for people too. And well, in Vegas, Vegas is fun when you're not out there for the rodeo. Like, do you remember? Um, you know, for all of you that rodeo or whatever, sometimes you get a chance just to take a little break. And Hambone and I, we've we've got to do that with in Vegas where we've had no wives and um, no children, and a couple times we. We were going to really let loose and go tell about going to play beer pong with that weird couple. Oh my God. Yeah. We, uh, that was a good day in Vegas. We were, we went from Cave Creek, Arizona. We were going to Logandale, Nevada. We had four days to go five hours. We, we left like Saturday night after the road or Sunday. There's afternoon performance. Uh, we tore down and, and, and left and you and I, we were going, and uh, we stayed at the South Point that time. You called Uncle Benny. He got us a room. Yeah. Um, and do you remember Dallin Duncan and, and, and Lon Danley show up on, we were like halfway in between at like some gas station in the middle of nowhere. And here comes Lon Danley like honking his horn and hooping and hollering out the window. And then we looked in the truck and Dallin Duncan was about to die from being sick. <laughs> he looked like yeah. death warmed over him. Oh, and, that was a great day. And, 
And Lon's like, we're going party, boys. Let's go. You know, because he was hanging out until until uh, Logandale, too. That's when I robbed Lon. They, you did. That's back, it was back to the story of $100 you owe Lon Danley. So, anyway, we go, and we're like, okay, two wild dogs let loose, alone in the desert. No wives, no kids. Let's go. We're going to get crazy. So, we get there Sunday night, lay, you know, we, we grab a couple cocktails at the main bar where everybody always hangs out but it was just us because it was off time and then but we're like oh we're tired we'll hit it hard tomorrow <coughs> excuse me corvid um we uh next morning we get up let's go let's get this party started about nine we hit we ease downstairs get us a vodka oj and you know and a, and a bloody mary all right now so is this the first time yeah, okay. Yeah, and then this we, is, then we yeah. head to the pool. We yeah. sit at the pool from about 10 a.m. till about 4, drinking Mai Tais, not one drop of sunscreen on our uh, fat white asses. I looked like a, a freaking 300-pound tomato. Oh. It was so bad whole... when I woke up from my nap. That hot bar, the hot, the hot chick that was bringing us drinks was like, "Sir, are you okay? You're extremely red." <laughs> we like, kept calling. She's a beautiful gal. We kept calling her Beyonce. I was like, "No, I'm just working on my beautiful. face tan." And yeah, she's like, uh, "You guys might want to get in the shade because <laughs> it wasn't that hot, but the sun it was just." Yeah, we talked all it afternoon about how we were going to go out to a club. We're going to go to a show, nice dinner, go to a club. No. We go up, nope. take a shower, go to the prime rib loft, have a steak. <laughs> I am passed out at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> and here we are going to rip Vegas a new asshole. We did it. We did not. But we, we did win a beer pong game. Mm-mm. That wasn't that time. Oh. That was when that was another time, and uh, we went down to O'Shea's. That's a I love that part of Vegas. That uh, behind the Flamingo, and down where the uh, big Ferris wheel is. The um, oh god, high roller, high roller. That little street there, shops and bars, O'Shea's where you can go play beer pong. Like tournaments, uh, like actual tournament style beer pong. That was another time, and it was about three in the afternoon. We go to Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, and ate, and enjoyed the scenery, and then we walked over to O'Shea's and got a couple pitchers of beer, and we were just gonna play ourselves. And then this young guy and this gal that was probably at least twenty years older than he was. I was saying the guy was probably twenty two, and the lady was probably sixty. At least, at least, and yeah, like, let's let's play uh, let's play some beer pong. We'll play. We're like, oh, we'll play this. You know, the mother son team. This is cool. And they're nice people, and we're playing or whatever. And there's a couple times it's a little weird at kind of, you know, a butt slap. And I'm like, well, man, it's okay. Maybe they're they're close. They're close, you know, no big deal. So, anyway, they had to go to the bathroom, you know, after uh, we we won for game one. And and they're like, hey, we got to go to the bathroom, whatever. They took off. Rump's like, I'm going to go, too. So, Rump comes back. (laughs) And he's, like, got this look on his face and is kind of wide-eyed and... And I said, what's up? And he goes, uh, man, I don't think that they're uh, mother and son. I no. Go, I go, what do you mean? 
He goes, yeah, they were just making out outside the bathrooms. They were. Yeah. And I mean, like, like hardcore making out. Like, they were making out like two teenagers outside the school at the homecoming dance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then just they came back. slobbery making out. And I'm oh, like, oh, they- this is gross. And when they came back. I don't know, whatever the drinks they were drinking must have kicked in because then they were all over each other. And then it not started to be so fun. And then it was just disgusting. But we had to kick their ass again, best two out of three. So, or best of the three. The crazy thing was they were both smoking cigarettes. So they would, they were making out with a cigarette in each hand and they would stop, inhale, and then go back to kissing. Like, I don't know. If she smokes, she pokes. Oh, that ain't the truth. That is, that is ugh, gross. But you're not going to get that in Arlington, Texas. That's what I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss a young guy making out with an old lady smoking cigarettes. I bet we can find something. It's just going to be, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I mean, uh, is it going to be, you know, where's the nightlife going to be? I mean, obviously, like I said, I just said all those places. It's just going to, and obviously it's spread out too in in Vegas. But, I mean, the main ones, you know, Orleans, South Point. MGM uh, and Mirage. You know, though I would say those are your four most popular, most attended like nightlife. You know, obviously there's other things going on, but yeah, it's I don't know what's going to be, and I'm sure there's going to. It just depends on what the PRCA comes out with, because a lot of this is on the is falls on the PRCA, which Las Vegas Events is still doing the. <coughs> excuse me, not Corbett. Um, <laughs> Is still doing the Cowboy Christmas and then the Junior Worlds Finals, but I usually they got a lot more say and stuff. But I don't know; it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. It's let's take like, us a gold buckle beer break and get our thoughts yeah, gathered. Yeah, you need to. You need quick. <clears throat> I gotta go. I got a, a frog in my throat, so we'll be right Hey-o. back. Just a, I don't know. We're kind of reminiscing about Vegas times and talking about new times and just a, a lot of stuff going on. Um, what's the craziest? Just to wrap up the Vegas time and and some of the Vegas experience. What's the <laughs> craziest experience you've had at the NFR? Um. So the first year that I went out there to work the convention. You know, as okay. So for everyone that doesn't know, there's a convention, 
where all the rodeo clowns, committees, scoreboard guys, bullfighters, announcers, pretty much anybody involved with anything. You buy a booth and you sit at the booth all day and committee people come by in matching shirts and, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. They, they come by and, you know, want to talk to you about this and that. And, you know, it's a good deal. It's a good way to meet people. But you got to know how to handle it because when you're first coming in there and everybody's drinking and you're in Vegas and it's fun and you're excited. So the, the first year that I was there at the convention, um, got pretty deep in the old beer, like really deep in the beer, like all day. So I'd sit at my booth and drank beer. And then everywhere you go, and I stay at the South Point before I was with Boyd Gaming and, uh, you know, everybody's there. Like all the people that you never hang out with, rodeo clowns never get to hang out with each other. Because there's only one per rodeo, so everybody's there, and I'm drinking, I'm down at the bar, and Heat Stewart's there, and buying drinks, and Jerry Dorncamp, and, you know, like, all the, the Birches, the Corcos, the, you know, all the f- most fun people in pro rodeos all in one spot. The biggest, um, yeah, the biggest beer drinkers, you're saying. Yeah, the, the biggest party people are in one spot, and I get to party in and whatever, and and um, I I don't remember a whole lot from that mm-hmm. evening, but... So I go back to my camper or camper, go back to my hotel and the next day, you know, I'm like kind of got a little hangover. I'm like, man, that's crazy. You know, what a fun night. And, and so, um, I'm headed home from the finals and I get a text message from Donna Vold and, um, she's like, great to talk to you last night. Can't wait to see you. And I'm like, what the, f- what? <laughs> <laughs> so that night at the South Point bar, when I was all boozed up, I I booked a one performance rodeo November third in Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> oh no! For not a lot of money, <laughs> and I was like, um, "So, I t- and Donna is a sweetheart. I just love awesome her lady, awesome lady." She, she, uh, she's like, "Well, we would sure pay you more, but um, you know, we just if that's all you want." I'm like, "Excuse me." She's like, "Well." <laughs> So I look and I give her a contract and I guess I was hugging on her telling her how sweet she was and I'm going to do her a favor. So I booked at Rodeo one night for $500 in Casper, Wyoming. And the worst part was I found the contract two weeks later in my jeans. I went to take my jeans to the cleaners and they're in the back pocket. There's a contract from Justin Rumford. <laughs> and the worst part is when I wrote Justin, I put a heart over the eye. <laughs> but you hear that, that folks even... getting boozed up and he'll work for nothing. But my favorite story though, about the committees was this committee walks by and, and I love rodeo committees. Now I'm not knocking them, but rodeo committees, you know how they are. They go in groups at the finals. Oh man. They they wear matching shirts and they travel in a pack. And it's it, like gangs. It's like the Bloods, the Crips. It is. You, you've you've got some that you know <clears throat> that have all new shirts and they're prim- and then you have the ones that have been wearing the shirts since 1986, like the thick um, brush popper brush with their popper name tags with their name tags, and it's like it was a red shirt, but now it's like faded to pink. And you can always catch or if you get up early in the morning you can always catch these people eating breakfast at the coronado cafe you know oh, yeah and, and, and they so, have everybody booked out for five years but they want to come by your booth and go you know how much you'd like to come up here to canby oregon for <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> what 
okay. these guys, and I'm, I'm not going to say the rodeo committee, but they come walking by my booth and, you know, this is in like 2000, the last year I had a booth, 13. So I'm like, hey, how's it going? Would you like to take a brochure? Like, no, nope, we've already decided our clown. And I go, well, good, because I don't want to work your shitty-ass rodeo anyway. <laughs> and the guy spins around and goes, what would you say? I said, no, I ain't working your shitty rodeo anyway. I just want to know if you want a brochure. And he goes, oh, here, we'll take some. Here, we'll take some. And he started grabbing. I'm like, nope, nope, no. I'm like, leave these brochures. These ain't for you. You already got a clown. And he's like, well, you know, we, we might be interested in you someday. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I don't work shitty rodeos. <laughs> so they come back like, 20 minutes later, and be like, hey, our guy ain't coming. We do want to hire you. I said, nope, not coming. And they and, and that they rodeo said, was Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no. So they say, well, why ain't you coming? I said, you ain't got enough money. That guy's like, by God, we do got the money. And I'm like, I don't think you do. But thanks for stopping by. We'll see you around. Good luck. And so this guy, he kind of gets a little fired up, you know. So he comes back again. Hey, damn it. We'd like to hire you. So I gave him a price and it was a lot of money. Seven fifty a perp. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I said, here's the deal. I'll come work your rodeo for this much. But um I want you to hire Wasting Monsel to fight bulls. I want to be paid paid in cash. I went picked up from the airport in a limo with a guy dressed as an Asian hooker. <laughs> Jesus. And I swear I'm telling the truth. They made it all happen. Wacey and I showed up there, and Tyson Fowler was there in a limo with a guy named Nick, a bullfighter, dressed up as an Asian whore in a limo. And that was one of the most fun rodeos I have paid. Where was it? Can you say? I can't tell you. I can't tell you, but I I will tell you this. I haven't been hired back. (laughs) I, uh... you know. I remember those days I I did and everybody should contract personnel. You kind of, it's a ride, you know, a passage. And, um, I, I did for a few years. I never booked one rodeo at the, at the convention the year I didn't do it. I like signed three contracts at Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really book anything either because I think everybody comes there pretty much knows you know. Well, I wonder if I get to be that committee guy. We don't have matching shirts though, because it's you just better. pretty much me and my boss Justin. Um, so I wonder maybe we can get some matching shirts made up, and I can walk around and uh, and act like I'm you know talk to announcers, even though Boyd Paul Hamus has been here for like twenty five years. You should shop Boyd. I you should shop Boyd. Just it would keep him honest. I should shop Boyd. Pete Carr's our uh, stock contractor. So if anybody would Pete. like to talk to Hambo in Dallas about getting mm. getting a rodeo, he'll be wearing a white. We shirt. We got John Harrison for one more year. Hmm. Hmm. Stop by my booth. Let's visit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speak. You know, NFR other upcoming events. There's one that's coming up um, September 30th, and it just got approved today. So. Cinch Jeans Gold Buckle Beer with Servi Rodeo is having the last chance stampede in Stoneham, Colorado. And by last chance, it is the absolute last day that you can qualify for the NFR. And they're going to take the top 20 bronc riders 
top 20 barebacks for one performance on the prairie at their ranch in Stoneham for a chance at the national finals rodeo. And it is just, I'm so pumped about this deal. That's awesome. You've been to the Stoneham ranch and Stoneham is, uh, it's South of Kimball, Nebraska. It's Sterling, Colorado area, but it is awesome ranch country and beautiful, beautiful backdrop. And, it's going to be whoever is in the top 20, 12,500 added in each event for a chance to go to the final. So that is going to be probably one of the coolest ends to the season that I think you could possibly have. I mean, think about it. If, if you're, if you're 20th in the world, that is your last, you have a good day there. You're going in, you know, and, yep. and, and uh, they're bucking all the good horses too. I mean, William Wallace, two cookies, womanizer, you know, his horse of the finals, Avenger, the one that douched Zeke Thurston at Sykeston. He did douched. See, oh, we ought to get video of that. Yeah, so I mean Zeke looked Zeke looked terrible. Well that Avenger that. bucked. That <laughs> Avenger just, bucked. I'm just kidding. I I just Zeke's gonna be driving down the road listening to this and swerve a little bit. Yeah. We love you, Zeke. Well, we like you as a you, friend. We love you. And your strap partner, Jake Watson, which you stuck. Oh yeah. I put ass my butt cheeks. But you know what? You pass out in front of me. My butt cheeks are going on. your. That's face. true. I mean, don't pass out at camp. That's people in rodeo should know that by now. But anyhow, this deal is going to be September 30th at five o'clock Stoneham, Colorado. Um, and it's just going to be absolutely amazing. Like I'm, I'm going to be there as a – I'm not really clowning. I'm going to co-announce it with Garrett Gerrigan. Red Gerrigan. Red Gerrigan, and we are hoping you might be able to come. I hope so, too. Not, I it just – it's hard to get to, you know. Uh, yeah, Stoneham, Colorado is not even close to Stoneham. If you would like a free <laughs> place to stay, Harold Burke's basement will be open. So. <laughs> If you come, if you come to Stoneham, you can stay with Harold, free eggs for breakfast. But you will get yelled at and have to fix fence. Harold Dynamite, yeah, and uh, old Mad Dog. So, so that's a pretty cool deal coming up. Like that's, and, and there's never really is, been anything like it. That is going to be pretty it's, cool. Everybody said that the Cow Palace was so cool because back in the day, because it was the last chance. Like there's nothing after that day. There's not well, you know. Um, we might be able to make this or that or, you know, so this, this is, will definitely be a one of a kind event. You know it, what I'm saying? It, well, I mean, there's, it's, you know, they just had the Reagan rally, which was all bareback riding in Montana, which we were both supposed to go to, but obviously didn't work out. You were supposed to be in another event that canceled. So you got screwed uh-huh. out of it. And I'm, it's just I'm so hurt that, that we didn't get to have Fort Madison. I know, man. I uh, Fort Madison, Iowa. Uh, sorry, we're kind of digressing, but it's what we do. But uh, the, the committee's near and dear to our hearts, and and uh, that's another you know one that kind of fell by the wayside because of the the local health board was just giving them such a hard time and screwed them over. Look, yeah. Hey, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you've had COVID. Me, I have. Just you. It, I would. You have a pussy immune system. Exactly. Which I could go to two things. Either, yes, it's I'm a pussy, or maybe I drink too much and I break it down too much. 
Well, that's uh, true. I still drank uh, beer the whole time. I laid yeah, well, off the bourbon. Could you taste the beer when you drank it? No, but I knew how good it was. <laughs> um, Sorry. Other upcoming events uh, in no- in October for, you know, this is this is not a, a sanctioned event, but Silver Creek is having the big Rough Stock Rodeo in uh, Rough Stock Challenge in Osceola, Missouri. Uh, another Bulls, Bears, and Bronx. So all you Cowboys out there listening, don't be bitching about COVID not having anywhere to go. There's a bunch of good events coming up, and yeah, Oscar there's Missouri, there's ninth a- and ten. There's uh, the world's toughest is still planning. Um, so yeah, go to some events. Well, and and uh, the tour finale, so you got to be the top. Rapid 24. City tour finale, and I hope that at the tour finale, I get to do I at Central States Fair. I got to do a night show, and it was just awesome. The the most. I wish we had a video, but we'd have it would just have to be constantly beeped. The funniest night ever was when I had Shane O'Connell, Wyatt Denny, and Sanford Deal. I can't imagine. Shane O'Connell and Wyatt Denny, those two, I don't know if they are worried about anything, okay, in life. Like they don't give a shit. Old mustard nuts. Old Budweiser. Oh yeah, the old Budweiser, but funniest thing, them two, we gotta get them on, tell them about when they during the NFR last year, when they invited, they wanted the two Cowboys to race um, race cars, <laughs> and they got those two and told them it's okay if they crash. Oh, Terrible Lord. idea. Terrible idea. Terrible. But um, no, that's uh, so yeah, that tour for now. <clears throat> it kind of taking the place of Omaha slash Puyallup. Um, it's the twenty first through the twenty sixth of September in Rapid City. Um, at the indoor arena, um, at the fairgrounds, Central States Fairgrounds, yeah, yeah. So. And um, South Dakota's got it. Awesome. That deal's gonna be awesome. Everything that I've done in South Dakota has been kick ass. Christy Noem, the governor, came to uh, Central States Fair. Schmiergen. She gave the uh, at the Extreme Bronx. She gave the opening. She's like, you know. South Dakota is rich in rodeo and, and the agricultural and rural, um, you know, life. And so we're so glad to have everybody here. Well, strap your saddles on and let them buck, boys. We're rodeoing in Rapid City. And you just she's, you just want to hug her and high-five her and take her out to a nice fish dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> she's just a cool chick. You know what I'm saying? Like, what a great governor. Uh yeah, she's. Uh, Did that sound weird? I didn't mean that to sound weird. <laughs> nice fish dinner. Well, you're not. A I love it. No, it's uh, it's it's good. South Dakota's been awesome. They've been a leader, all the way, showing that you can fight through this. And even though there's you know bullshit reports with uh, with Sturgis connected to 250,000 coronavirus cases, that's bullshit. Yeah, I can't even prove where I got it. How do you know? I could have got it off a fuel pump. Between here and San Angelo and Weatherford, I don't know. I could have got it. Could, I could have got it anywhere. Could have got it at Walmart. You could have got, got it at Desires, with, uh, the strip club here in town. I don't know. You could, yeah, you could have got it uh, after making out with a bartender in the bathroom of a TGI Fridays. <laughs> there is no TGI Fridays here. <laughs> yeah, and also. Um, 
condolences go to a friend of mine, a friend to everyone in rodeo, the great Rex Bugby. His funeral was last yep. week. Um, for everybody that doesn't know, Rex was in a, a wreck at Guyman at the, uh, the night before the pro rodeo in the classic events match, um, steer open and bronc riding. He had a horse fall and, um, Rex passed away, um, relatively young in his sixties, a great human being. And you know, the, the craziest thing was he, his horse fell at Cody over the fourth and, and he was pretty beat up and he decided that Guyman was going to be his last rodeo to pick up. And, uh, I didn't know that. Rex, I did did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Rex was from Madison Lodge, Kansas and a dear friend of the Rumford family, uh, the Crothers family of, uh, Roxbury, Kansas. Rex was a cool son of a bitch. And I was, I was pretty sad. I've been eat up about it, but you know, now that it's kind of had some time to think, I'm like, man, what a, how awesome was it to know Rex Bugby? Rex never met a stranger. Uh, he was nice as can be. And I, I was thinking about everybody that knew Rex. You couldn't find anybody that had anything bad to say about him. He was a cool dude. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was a cowboy. He wore boots and spurs everywhere. And, and I got to spend so much time with Rex, uh, working for frontier rodeos. And, you know, when I clown for frontier, a lot of times I put my barrel and stuff in their tack trailer and, and, and drive a truck and ride with him. And, and, uh, Rex was with me when, um, I caught an alligator and Rex was also there when Sean Whitaker beat the shit out of me for farting in the semi. And, and, um, you know, we, I got so many good stories on Rex and, uh, but his funeral, I didn't get to go cause I was in Gunnison, Colorado, but, uh, my dad and Ashley took, uh, our wagon over. I don't know if you saw the wagon that yep. the, uh, family rode in. They had Mike Jones from the chain ranch had a buckboard, which they had the, the casket in. And then, um, my, my father-in-law ever van who's when he passed away i got his really nice wagon so my dad um drove that wagon with the family in it and there was over two thousand people at this funeral in medicine lodge and at the rodeo grounds that rex helped build and they had 150 people horseback did you see those pictures it was awesome just a an amazing amazing tribute goes to show you the person he was and i i didn't have i I didn't get to know rex as good as as most people but um a few times like um spanish fork utah you know sitting there in the morning though you know the committee cooks three meals a day and i'd come in and and him and bob and marriott and bob marriott j2 brown they'd pick up man they'd all come in and and maybe i'd sit with them and have breakfast and just super super nice gentleman like i said didn't know him very well but the few conversations i got to to have with him he's a tip-top guy really nice guy yeah so we we're our our hearts are still going out to rex's family along with the frontier rodeo company and um but you know you know kind of towards the end of the podcast here i will tell you this uh, the one thing that really made me think uh that you know, I want everyone to think about you just never know, um, day to day. The only the Lord knows when, when your number's called, it's, it's called, there ain't nothing you can do about it. So I mean, make the best of it. Um, you know, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So buy all the rump chat stuff you want online. Cause you know, you never know, but, um, love, 
love everybody and, and, and tell people that you love them because you just, Rex's deal really, you never would have thought that something would happen to Rex. He's like John Wayne, you know? And so mm-hmm. it just, it's, it's really made me think how fragile life is really in the long run because Rex was one of the toughest bastards I've ever been around. I mean, that was a cowboy. And, and so, you know, just life is short. So man, yes. make the best of it. Live like Rex did. Rex, all he ever did was be a cowboy and he had a great time doing it. And he liked to drink beer and pick up Bronx and drive semis and, and, all the shit that I like to do. So, <laughs> um, man, what a, what a great memorial for one of the best individuals I've ever known and God bless his family. Yep. Well, uh, it, it was, and I had a quick shout out, uh, Aaron Chamley, a uh, good friend of, of mine who passed away and he was in his mid forties and uh massive heart attack. And it's just, you do, you know, and I haven't talked to him in, in years. And so it's like, man, you got those guys. You're like, oh, I'll holler him later. I need to call him, but you never do. Just call. Yeah. Just call. But anyway, we'll, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll, we'll be back. Wrap it up. back um just kind of wrapping things up jr yeah um in the world so you know obviously going back to nfr talk there's just gonna be a lot of stuff coming out in the next couple weeks um already today had some really cool conversations with some really cool people about some exciting stuff for rump chat so i don't know um uh, you know, watch rump chat, watch parties. Uh, you know, I don't know. We've had talks with past, maybe cowboy channel still want to do stuff with us, you know, but obviously that's just talks. Hopefully, hopefully they, uh, you know, still want to do some stuff, but I don't know. They're going to be still bombarded with things. Um, if I matters to quit ghosting us, uh, <laughs> no, he's a very hard man to get a hold of, but Jeff matters is a rump chat fan. Um, oh, by the way, I, I uh, sent him some merch. I hope that's okay with you. Yeah, he was on the uh, he was on my show the other night in Rapid City. Was he really? 
Yeah. He was there. Hopefully he'll be there at uh, the finale too. I love that guy. Yeah. I, yeah he's he cool is guy. just, he's just cool as shit. He never met Sanford Deal. Oh God. <laughs> what do you think of Sanford? <laughs> He he didn't know what, he was about to cry when Sanford was telling about how to kill a fly in a semi by hitting the brakes. <laughs> can you tell the story? I know you're not going to tell it. Nobody's going to tell it as good as Sanford, but you can't. You can't at all because it'll ruin it. Oh God, Sanford! But but there, well, you got to get Sanford on. But hey, maybe during Rapid City. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Now so. You, well, tell him to take his teeth out so you can understand him better. Oh, Sanford. Sanford. Sanford's quite quite a deal, but it's uh, – Free anyway, deal, South Dakota. We got, uh, you know, some opportunities coming up. Uh, Rump Chat will be there somewhere and in some capacity, but uh, we're definitely not going to be riding alone. Um, we're not rich by a far cry, y'all. Like, we don't make jack shit – off this podcast yet um you know we had some things lined up covid ruined it all so uh we're not raking it we're not like some podcast that can fly people in and and um and you know and pay for their flights and hotels and all that stuff but yet we still kick their ass but anyway that's beside the point anyway um so we've got you know we are very excited with brand new partner of rump chat um, and, uh, you know, I think the ladies of our men fans are going to be more of a fan than the men, but the ladies, but the men, it's one of those things you got to do just like they do, just like the ladies do for us. But anyway, we are proud to announce, <laughs> proud to announce Manscaped. Manscaped is a uh, brand new partner of Rump Chat, uh, Support for for Rump Chat today is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the men's best best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped. Well, offers. it also works for beard too. Like, uh, yeah, it, but it's. It, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Yeah, and the cool thing, they're the ones that have that commercial where um, it's got that bush that's shaking and yelling at people, and it says "bush out of control." <laughs> so, so and yeah, and 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 if, uh, women, if you need a manscaped, you can use it. That's just really scary to think about. But uh, I don't think it's scary. I think it's beautiful. Oh my god, <laughs> we're we have you have you ever had a horror story about trimming your balls? Nope. <laughs> you don't? Do you not trim no. your balls? You don't mow I'm your not yard? Talking about this? That's nuts. <laughs> It's the nuts. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's uh, y'all. Seriously, it's 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 bad. It doesn't pinch. It doesn't pull. Uh, we actually got some sent to us. Um, my wife is just enamored with it. I mean, it is amazing. Uh, so to mow your yard, keep your hedges looking good. Manscaped. If you go to actually manscaped.com, Entered in Rump Chat 20, R U M P C H A T 20, Rump Chat 20. Get 20% off and free shipping. Isn't yeah. that awesome? So, everybody do that. Go to Manscaped. It's a cool product. It's built good. These are cool guys. Um, it, it is a cool product. And, you know, you can do any. Yeah, you can trim your beards up. Absolutely. Yeah. You can, you can. Yeah. It's called being Manscaped. It goes top to bottom, but, um, 
really, 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 uh, you know, on the bottom side, it's really good. You know, um, Hambone will send you a video if you need one. <laughs> I will send you if you need a tutor- tur- tutorial. 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 Go uh, watch. What was that movie? Uh, uh, um, <laughs> she's out of my league. She's out of my league. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when he, what's he call him? God, now I'm going to, it's going to drive me nuts. Weezer. Yeah. You got to go watch that movie and you'll understand. But anyway, Manscaped. These things things are so good. It could even trim the hair off, off Tony from flying you's back. And that's a lot of hair because Tony's like (laughs) a big fat bear. (laughs) Who's really, who really likes tiny events. I mean, there's like LED lights, like illuminate grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. I mean, 7,000 RPMs motor with quiet stroke technology, JR. It's amazing. I know. I'm, I'm a big your fan. Your yard will never look better. You know yeah, what I mean? You, you want your yard to look better than your neighbors at all times. At so. all times. But anyway, we want to thank Manscaped. Again, that's manscaped.com. Enter Rump Chat 20 at checkout. Get your 20% off and free shipping. Uh, we also want to thank Cinch, Gold Buckle Beer, uh, Spitzy Creative. Um, we just want to thank all our other partners. It is awesome to have you. Alpha Bull, uh, really cool events going on in Canada. Shout out to our Canadian friends. Our home and native land. Uh, yeah, you're half Canadian, aren't you? Yep. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, all right, y'all, that's it. We'll be back next week with uh, some more dumb shit to fill your heads with. Love y'all. Later, skaters. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love, and let's all dance. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. I remember down in Houston, we were putting on a show When a cowboy in the back stood up and yelled, Cotton Eye Joe! He said, we love what you're doing, boys don't get us wrong There's just something missing in your song If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the band That lead guitar is hot